And hello, everybody. It is Tom Chenault. It's Adrian Chenault, and it is going to be an unbelievable radio show today, like the like the best one you've ever seen. And that's hard to tell anybody that because. Uh oh, we got all kinds of things going on on Clubhouse and everything else, because there is no way we are going to let any of you miss this show. So we're live on Clubhouse. We're live on Facebook. We're live on StreamYard. We are going everywhere because Michelle Eldridge is a rock star. So you want to watch this show and you want to pay attention because every one of us always think that we had this really, really tough little past and it was unovercomable until you hear somebody else's story that is absolutely unbelievable. What is so funny about this show right now is I have two co-hosts here. One is Michelle Eldridge. She's not in her chair. And Adrian Chenault is not in his. So I am going solo. Oh, Michelle's back. It's a Christmas miracle. And now we're going to go back and Adrian's going to come peeling in right now too. <laughs> but we're trying to put this thing out so many different places because it is such an important show. Because I am telling you, the great news about going to hell is you don't want to go back. You get out of there, you don't want to go back. And they say that religion is for people who don't want to go to hell. And that's why they go to church every week. And I love that. Spirituality is for people that have been to hell and don't want to go back. And I'm telling you, I'm a very spiritual person because this guy has been there. And I thought I had a tough story till I met our guest today, who, by the way, wins the hands down the contactmapping.com award of the year for promoting a show as a guest. Don't you agree? Absolutely. She's we just crazy. love Michelle. She's awesome. The best. The best of the best of the best. You excited about having her on? Couldn't be more excited. We have been hanging. It's been so cool. One of the side benefits, just a little shout out to our friends who are listening with us on Clubhouse right now. One, it's been so cool because, you know, it's, it's so hard to get to hang out with these rock stars because there's so many things going on and it's just hard to coordinate. And I feel like I hang out with Michelle like every day now. It's been so cool. We've been having all these conversations and it's just we're like in each other's lives. It's amazing. I've gotten so close to Christopher Hussey, to Robert McFadden, to Michelle Eldridge to Haley Hobson. People I knew from a distance, but not like unbelievably intimately. And you, Michelle, has just been everywhere. And I so respect that because she's building a business. She is taking unbelievable speaking lessons. This woman is the epitome of reinvention. And Michelle Eldridge, how are you, pumpkin pie? I am so good and I'm so excited. This is the first time you know, since it became the Network Marketing Leadership Show that I've got to be on. So I am, I'm just honored to be here. I was happy to promote it. I feel like, I feel like everybody should know. I feel like everybody should be on here watching, not just for me, but every single time you do these. So I was happy to promote it for sure. So you've been incredibly successful in a short amount of time, which is a lot of people are incredibly successful in a short amount of time. So that's not unique for me. What's really unique for me with Michelle is she's never forgotten where she came from. She's more present to where she was than literally anybody I've ever met. And what I tell people all the time, and they don't really believe me, I'm sure of it, because no one can believe I go to AA every day after 32 years. And I go there every day after 32 years because, A, I don't want to drink again. Two, 
I don't want to miss helping that newcomer. And third, I never want to think I'm half as slick, hip, hip and cool as my paycheck's trying to tell me I am. And Michelle epitomizes that. I live my life like I'm in my first 90 days of sobriety and first 90 days of network marketing. And I learned it from Michelle. And you don't even know when, when we were in that dark room, in that conference room upstairs, and I can't remember where we were, one of the hot shots gave it to us, and we had DC from England, and you, and a bunch of people, and you would come in that room every day, and you were just getting oh. your sea legs. And I, I was so that. Moved. We were, it was, um, I don't remember when it was, we were both speaking, I'd never spoke there before, it was A&P. It was the A&P? And they gave us that room upstairs, and you came in, and I fell so in love with your rawness in those days. And what you're not allowed to do is tell stories inside of AA to the outside world. So today I called Michelle on the phone and I said, we can't do that. But what we can do is retell the stories. And I wanna hear again, the accordion story. I wanna hear what you had to sell and what you had to do to even get started because no one alive would have even started with the, with the deck of cards you were dealt. No one would have even started and you did. And I love you so much for that. So take it away and tell us a story, kid. You know, first of all, you you are one of the people who no matter where i was at even the worst of times because it's not all sunshine and rainbows uh, no it's not so I, I could think about you and the example that you said especially for a person like me so um i, I just have to say a huge thank you for that um you know i i started I, you know i grew up Everybody I, I knew, they, they'd been around. It was a cycle, you know, their their parents was on drinking or on drugs or whatever. And so my mom, she she was the same way. She did what she knew. My dad, same way. It was everybody, most everybody was on something, doing something. And, you know, I grew up thinking I'll never be that. Like, no, like who, what kid is, is looking around going, I want to grow up and be a drug addict. It'll be fine. No, no. So I wasn't thinking that I was like, I'm going to be one of the ones because there was very few. I think my aunt Rita may be like the only one outside of my great grandparents. I was like, hmm, you know, I, I, I want to be that. And all it took was me being raped at 14 to throw me off the wagon because nobody in my family was taught how to deal with anything. So that's how they dealt with stuff. So I didn't know. So that's how I dealt with stuff. So I turned to I turned to drugs then and I. You know, I still graduated with honors, still went to college. And when in the midst of that, I ended up quitting college because I became homeless and I uh, started getting, you know, put in jail. And people will drive by and scream bad things about me. Oh, get off the street. You're nothing but a piece of blah, blah, blah. And I really had nowhere to go. I mean, I even went to the courthouse one time and asked the judge to put me in jail because I had know where to go i i mean it was a a rough it was a rough place to be in i ended up you know meeting my husband and uh and i got clean and he got shot <laughs> like three three four years after i'd known him he gets shot and we have two kids and after well we had one when he got shot but he uh started suffering from postpartum depression and schizophrenia he does something, he goes to jail. And I'm alone with two kids. 
And even though it had been six years that I'd been sober at the time, I had no car, no friends, nobody liked me in this little bitty town. Everybody hated me. I had no Instagram, wasn't no fancy, any of that. I had a Facebook. There's like 100, 150 people on there. And every one of them hated me. I have people now who tell me, you know, I didn't hate you. Well, it would have been nice to know, you know, and because because for the most part, there was not, I mean, not for the most part. In fact, there was no one, no one who, who acted as if they give two sh- if I lived or died. <laughs> so, so it was easy to think I'm screwed. Nothing's ever going to change. And this is destined to be my kid's life now. They're going to w- live off welfare for the rest of their lives, just like everybody else around us. And it, it sucked. But when I was faced with, I have to get diapers for my baby. I have no car and my electric is going to get cut off. I, I fought so hard to get sober. I, I did all, I, I still would fight, but it was way easier. I, like it'd been six years. So I'm looking around and I'm like, why did I fight so hard if I still can't win? They're not going to let me win. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay. You know, I'm depressed. I'm looking at my phone and I find a thing where this girl, she's doing something. And I'm like, I wonder if she really makes money doing that. And so I ask her, do you really make money doing that spam thing? And she's like, yeah, we don't, we don't spam people. Uh, but, but yeah, yeah, I make, <laughs> I make money. And so, you know, I ask her all the skeptical questions. Well, how much is this? Uh, you know, and she's like, so it's either this or this. And $200 was the smaller option. And I'm like, yeah, that may as well be a million. And so the only thing that I had a surplus of, and that was because the health department or other people or the angel tree or, or whatever would give my kid, they would donate presents and stuff to my kids at Christmas. So we had a surplus of toys. We had uh, my husband's boss. They always spoiled the kids. So we had tons of toys, tons of them. And so I took legitimately, legitimately, I took. Now, just to be clear, I had no idea that this would work. I had nobody. I had any, I had no reason to think anybody would buy anything from me. Okay. So I took my kids toys out of their toy box, took a picture of one by one, trying to hide them so that they did not get upset with me. Right. To sell them on Facebook to get $200 to get uh, and I'll just tell you, it's a beauty thing, right? I didn't even wear none of that crap. So I am now buying a box. I just sold, I'm selling, I just sold my kids toys, $200 worth to buy a box of something, me with nobody to sell nothing to. And I know nothing about what's in this box. Legitimately, <laughs> this is the truth. I get the box and I ask myself, are you, I'm like, you're an idiot. Why didn't you just pay the light bill? Like, if you're going to sell the toys, at least do something. Like, why didn't you pay the light bill? And so I, I, I decided, you know, I, like, what else can I do at this point? I've done got the box. I had to go get one of those prepaid Visa cards. I didn't have a bank or anything like that. Like, I had literally zero dollars. I could budget five dollars the last two weeks on bread, bologna, and Kool-Aid. That's the life I lived. And so, sad, I'm like, I have 
to make it work. So I went live, y'all. I went live. I got on this Facebook. I figured out the buttons. I'm, you know, whatever. I get on there. And there's this air conditioner in my window, but it's the only window with light. There wasn't no ring lights or no that. I'm sweating. I mean, I'm dripping sweat trying to put this stuff on my face that I didn't know what, what I was doing. I'm telling people, listen, I know you know this about me, okay? This is who I used to be. Whoopsie. I don't know what's happening. Hold on one second. <laughs> Just opportunity calling. Don't worry about it. Now, there it goes. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, but basically, I was on there and I told people, you know what? Before they could say anything bad about me, just in case for some reason I did make it work, I wanted to let everybody know who I was and what I was and that I knew it and that I accepted it. That I finally forgave myself, but that wasn't why I was there. We're gonna learn how to use this crap together and it's gonna be great. And uh, that's what I was like, literally, that's what I did. And I did over and over, for real. Okay, we gotta take a break. Wait one sec. We got to take a fast break. We'll be right back on the Network Marketing Leadership Show. Stick around. Thank you. Okay, take it away, Adrian. Is she this? You, you guys. Are, is she that, so we have to take this commercial break because it's on. This is on real radio. So what happens on this show is we have hard breaks because this goes out to a bunch of radio stations off of Genesis Communications Network, which is a muckety muck up in Minneapolis named Ted Anderson, who's put us on the air for the last 12 years. So on regular radio, they're all listening to all these survival, com, uh, con, you know, honey wrap bacon for the middle of the mountains, whatever it is. Adrian talks <laughs> contact mapping. So that's what's really cool here. So he's in charge of the breaks during the breaks. So here's what happens now. We can shout out, hello, Jeff Albagers. Hello there, Sean Murphy. Hello there, everybody watching the show. It is so great to see you. Don't be afraid to comment because we can actually see comments and we love you. So and Michelle is a beast. We love her and we love you. I, I feel like I've known you all your life. You are just <laughs> one tremendous human being. Take it away. All right. So real quick for the clubhouse crowd thank you so much for listening oh, with us clubhouse is here we too. are live on facebook and this is going out to radio we are with the incredible michelle eldridge who you just must have been hanging on the edge of your seat hearing her tell her story we are going to take q a from clubhouse at the end of this and so if you want to stick around we'll do some q a for a few minutes at the end and just awesome awesome people on facebook on clubhouse on the radio the whole shot but Real quick, let's talk a little contact mapping. So Michelle, first of all, you look great. What a cool shirt you have on. Oh, then this is my favorite shirt. <laughs> so talk, talk a little bit about contact mapping and what it, what it means for you. I was hoping, I was so hoping that you were gonna ask me. <laughs> I was so hoping because I, I really don't think people understand what it actually is. Like, it doesn't make sense why everybody wouldn't have it if they actually knew like you know what i mean so if if and i know most of you probably some of you may not be but for for a lot of you i know that you're in this industry you're in the network marketing industry direct sales wherever you are even if you're not it's still relevant but what what have you been told this whole time the fortunes in the follow-up the fortunes in the follow-up it's building relationships you know no no lack in trust and make people you know feel good all these things right and you want to do that you truly want to do that 
but you also have a life. You're also a human. So for me, I'm chasing for a long time. It was me chasing two kids, two kids, me trying to write down everybody's names and, and then trying to remember, I need to follow up with blah, blah, blah at this time. Oh, what was her kid's name? Oh my gosh, what was its name? And not remembering, but, but I wanted to. I wanted to remember, I wanted to follow up. I wanted to be the person that made these people feel special, right? And I couldn't do it because my mind just wasn't enough. The paper, I'd lose the paper, or I just wouldn't write it down, or I wouldn't do it at all, period, nothing. So what contact mapping did for me was it gave me a place where not only could I move on my contacts, but there's also now, I know there's a, you know, there's a free version and there's a paid version. Obviously the paid version is the best, but the, you can also integrate Facebook with it as well. So you, you put everybody in here, all these people are here, you add new contacts, Clubhouse, Clubhouse, I have been mapping as many people, I don't even know how many people I've mapped every day. And I know things about them that they'll never think that I could ever remember because I, all I got to do is tell it. All I'm doing is telling it. When I'm at events, I'm talking to it. I'm walking down. It's a little app on my phone, right? So I'm telling it. Susie is a speaker. She just did this. She's got four kids, right? <laughs> and then, then, then I'm doing the same thing with anybody else. Oh, she's got a dog. It's going to the vet. I need to check on it. And then I set a reminder to have it tell me, hey, follow up, follow up, Michelle. And then I don't have to remember anything. It's doing <laughs> it for me. And it's telling me it's time to follow up with Joe Blow today. And then I'm doing what I want to do without actually thinking my mind has the, ca the capacity to do it. Even though I want it to, I want it to have the capacity, it doesn't. You're so, the greatest. All and right. They tell you the technical people, the people who say, but I'm not tech, I don't know technology, me either. Join the club. But it, I mean, it was easy enough, I figured it out. But even if you can't, for some reason, they help you do it. Jesus. So there's almost no reason to not have it. I just, I just have to, I have to say, I mean, it's a life changer. <laughs> I have people tell me every day how much I'm able to like, what, how did you, how did you remember that? You're one of the best people I know. And I'm not really the greatest. I'm not really special, but I want to make them feel special. And the app, app helps me do that. So I say, you need to get it. If you don't have it, why don't you have it? Every every person truly should have it. That that I was glad you asked me. I'm so glad you did. I was hoping that I would get to tell you all the things. You are such Adrian. A you rock are star. fired. Stand by there. And we're back. This is the Network Marketing Leadership Show. It is Tom Chenault. My main spokeswoman, Michelle Eldridge, and my son, Adrian Chenault. How are you? Did she do a great job or she, what? She is the greatest. I am just going to mail like five $100 bills in the mail. You are just <laughs> You are the best. We love you. Holy mackerel. That's worth another shirt for sure. Uh, contactmapping.com for those of you that don't have any idea what we're talking about. Uh, Michelle Eldridge, she's got the, the shirt on here. Uh, we'll figure out a way to give a couple of those away during the show today because this is so fun and I'm wearing one. It was a coincidence. 
I don't know that it was a coincidence. For, it's no coincidence for me because I wear the same shirt every day. But for her, it's a coincidence. So take it away, baby. So, Michelle, you you were kind of just at the point where you had you know, you had sold the money to get the, or sold the toys to get the 200 bucks to get this thing. You have no clue what you're doing. And you said something, I actually want to ask you specifically about this because I, I hadn't, I don't think I knew that part of your story before that you really, when you did that, you did, you didn't try to be something that you weren't in that moment. You said, I, I know who I am. I'm, I'm here to figure this thing out and I want you to come with me. Yeah. What? What inspired you to do that? Because that was a gutsy, gutsy thing to do, and I bet it made a big difference. Well, well, first of all, thank you for that. You know, it, it was scary. I'm not going to lie and tell you that it wasn't. I, I looked around and I could see, you know, you see all these, these people that you look at. Even before network marketing, there's these, you know, p pages and people that you see that, that are almost aren't human. Like, they're so special that they're, they almost don't feel human to me, but I love their pages. I love their content, but I'm like, who are they? Like I always wondered who are these people? So I thought in my head, if this is going to work at all, I don't want to build it up. And then one day feel like I've not been me, you know? And wow. I, I just, I just could not, I couldn't chance the, 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 the possibility of, somebody coming up later and say, oh, well, but she's this. No, no, I am this. Yes, I am. And this is it. It's just like, I, I, you have to own who you are. People, people think that, you know, they, you, you have to be special or be this stereotypical magazine that, you know, all these stereotypes that we've been in, like our heads are filled with, they're just not real. And we have to recognize that we get to be who, who we are. It's a gift. We are the gift. You, Adrian, you're the gift. Tom, you're the gift. There's never going to be another person like us. There's never going to be anybody like us on the planet again. So if we don't own the gifts that we were given, which is being ourselves, they just go to waste. And I feel like that's a shame. That's an, I mean, I just think that's an unbelievably wise thing that you had no, you know, it, it would have, it, I think we all, we feel like we're supposed to be somebody different because who we have been up until now hasn't been working that good. And I just think to have recognized and have that foresight to go, if this thing works, wouldn't it really suck if I had, was pretending to be somebody and now I have to pretend to be that person that I don't really know how to be for the rest of my life. And and, so then, that's, and then the possibility of somebody coming and cutting it down. Right. Because, because yeah, you're, a fraud, you're exposed or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No. Mm -hmm. That's, that's huge. And, and I think the, the incredible truth underneath that, that you exposed and, and you maybe knew or you stumbled into or however it came, but that actually the very act of that bravery, the very act of showing up authentically as who you are and where you've been was probably the biggest thing that you did that attracted people at the beginning is yeah. an incredible. Well, that's, that's, that's been it for the longest time. That's it right there. That's, that's, and that's why I say you're the gift. Like Adrian, you, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm here on the show. 
because of me being me and, and being willing to say, I am me. And, and it's not that I'm special. Like I said, it, I, you don't have to be special. You just have to be willing to be you. And, and that's how you find your people because your people are like you. They resonate, my people resonate with me. Whether they've gone through the same thing or not, it doesn't matter. Maybe they felt like the outsider before, the misfit, the black sheep, the whatever. And I think that that's why they like me. My team is full of misfits and they're awesome, right? Like that's who we kind of are. And they love it. I love it. Oh man, that, that looking good and all that raw, you know, it, COVID's been so beautiful. Because it's let us realize that all those trappings are such noise. And all we really have, look at little Rochelle, R-U-C-H-E-L-L. Oh, my God. She shows up in our life. Just the nicest little kid you ever want to meet in your life who just needs some people to hang on to that will let her that will love her till she can love herself. And she did it, and now she's out there doing the same thing in the world for other people. That's what this is all about. Not all the cars, the planes, the trains, and the automobile. So we're gonna take another break. This is a long break, so we really get the fire. We'll come back right after this. It's the Network Marketing Leadership Show. All right. Oh my God, Michelle. <laughs> this is so good. I don't even wanna talk. That's the beautiful thing about it. And to all the people on Clubhouse, uh, yeah, well, no. And you know what I just noticed? Hmm. Christopher Hussey unfriended me on Facebook. No. I swear to God, I had to tag his wife. So somebody needs friend? to call that commie and find out what I said to him that he unfriended me. Because I sure as hell didn't unfriend him. I, I would have done it to you a He's long time ago. Hussey, you're on my list. I can't believe it. He's going to be on the show. Why would he not be your friend? He unfriended me. I just tried to tag him because Michelle was killing it. And I'm sitting here. I, I, if my, I bet you anything, if we watch the replay of my face when I went, what the Because I could not get him. It was hilarious. He's just, this is exactly why he untagged you. He's just so worried you're going to chuck a hand grenade at him. He's I think got he's, I PTSD. Because I can't spell networker the way those guys do it. You know, so it's cool. So during the show, I want to go back and talk about Higdon's. A little bit because when I met you, oh my god, you were just a snot nosed little you know. Do you remember when we were out in the hall and you're crying because all these people were telling you know? We'll talk about that in the show, but I want to make sure that Higdon's and I tagged them yeah. because you need to know when you changed a life. Yep, easy to make money, but changing lives and throwing people that rope and letting people grab that rope and swim in with you. And that's what I saw Higdon's do with you. And I'm just forever grateful. So do your commercial. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Awesome. No, this is great. So Michelle, first of all, thank you. I, that was such an unbelievable uh, share that you gave about contact mapping on the last uh, on the last break. But, you know, so many of us that are watching today, you know, you have so many fans here. You have so many people who just love you. And what Michelle is better than almost anybody I know at is she really gives a crap about people and it's not a show she actually when when they're when the chips are down when nobody's looking to have her look good as a result of doing it she actually shows up and that i can't take any credit for that that's just who she is as a human being but 
what she has been able to do with contact mapping and what she talked about on the last break is that it gets hard when you're trying to do that with a lot of people, it just gets hard to do it because you can't remember people's stories. You can't remember the names. You can't remember this. And it just starts all running together. And so if Michelle is touching your heart, what I want you to do is just think about what would it be like, what kind of impact could you have on people if you went from not being able to remember people's names, not being able to keep things straight, saying you're going to call them and then not doing it, getting feeling ashamed of yourself or feeling sheepish and all the things that we do and moving that to the place of I know who I'm supposed to touch base with to grow my business today. I know who I'm supposed to love on because I just want to be that kind of person in the world. I can ask a question that's specific about the names of their kids and what they're up to and about their husband or their wife or whatever that is. When you can go from not remembering that stuff and being a mess and feeling like you're discombobulated and you can't keep up with it all to knowing exactly what you're supposed to be doing on any given day, it just changes things. And that's what I want for you. That's why we created contact mapping for you is we want you to remember people because all people want is to be remembered. And so if you can be the one that remembers them, if you can be the one that calls them once a month or once a quarter and loves them and doesn't have to say, you don't have to say anything special. You can seriously just call them up and say, hey, I was thinking about you. And what's going to happen is all the time people are going to say to you, oh my gosh, I can't believe you called me. I was about to call you today. They weren't. <laughs> and they are going to be like, oh, I, you know, I've been thinking about joining your business forever. And I was just about to call you. I'm so glad you called me today. And it's not that they're lying. They actually thought they were going to call you that day. But I promise you they weren't because something was going to happen or they were going to get confronted about something or whatever it is. And they were never going to join your business. But because you picked up the phone that day because some dang app told you to do it, your entire life can change as a result of that. And so that is what contact mapping is about. That's what we, we took him and we just crammed him down into a box and we just put him in a phone. And that's what we did with contact mapping. So go to contactmapping.com slash free, get started with the free version, see what this thing's all about, join an onboarding where you can see how this thing works and the rest is going to be history. And that's what I want for you. So go check it out. Thanks for listening. And let's go back to the show. Wow. And we're back. It is the Network Marketing Leadership Show with Adrian Chenault, Michelle Eldridge, and I am telling you what, if I get one more text about the fact that I have not told people how to get hold of Michelle, I'm going to scream. You're filling up my phone, so I'm sick of this. So we're going to have to ask her right now. How do they get hold of you, Michelle? Well, first of all, that's <laughs> insane. <laughs> but, but you can you can just my name is spelled Michelle Eldridge, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-E-L-D-R-I-D-G-E. -E -E. Just search my name. I don't have any fancy tags. Instagram's where I'm at mostly. I'm on Facebook, obviously, too. It's just been a little negative lately, so I've kind of moved a little bit just for break. <laughs> but uh, you can you can message me. You can do whatever. I am. Um, I'm also on Clubhouse a lot for the Clubhouse people. Um, that's that's my jam. You don't have to get ready for that. And I can give as much as I want. I have a good time. Uh, but yeah, that that's it. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. They can find me on Clubhouse, wherever they want to talk to me. I'm there. People know that I live for baths. I'm a bath guy. I do my thinking there. Uh, uh, we have to 
I, I said one of these days I'm going to be there. I'm taking a picture in that tub. I'm doing it. Amen. And one I've of the things. since Ray got to. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, all of you. You, Jeff, I'll tell you the two most tightly wound people on the planet, I think, might be Jeff Roberti and Denny Robinson. They were so literally creeped out when I said, let's hop in the tub and take a picture. I think they think they had to take their clothes off. Higdon was just undressing. That was easy. But I am going to tell you one thing right now. It was not good for poor Jeff Roberti and Denny Robinson, man. They were worried. They thought, oh, it was one of the great days of all time. But you. Oh, I knew you, but. Yeah. And, and we've got some tremendous producers on this show, Pamela Ann Schwartz and Marianne Niehaus. You'd be doing me a favor if you would hyperlink uh, Michelle Eldridge on, on Instagram yeah. in the comments and on Facebook so they don't even have to do that work. We love her so much that we want people to hear her story. And, you know, she's in a business, so know that she's in a business. And if you want to join her business, you can. She's not going to recruit you. But the point I'm trying to make to you is this is a person you need to know because I I love her. She is who I want to be when I grow up. She has stayed humble and she's making some bank now, but you would never know it. And I it's like that with me. I love being a hot mess and she is better at it than me. Was, was that a compliment, I hope? <laughs> So yeah. let's let's talk. We were we were talking a little bit about this on the break. So I want to talk about the journey because I think what inspires your your first journey is really inspiring to me. But the way you have become the leader that you are today is even more inspiring to me. And I know Don't that a big part. Of, yeah, heck yeah, that's where the magic happens. And so talk about that journey from you know you were already you were already having some success in your business. You got to speak at AMP and some big things happened for you from that experience, didn't they? It was it was actually before that. So uh, what happened was uh, I was working all the time, you know, and I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm standing in my kitchen. Legitimately, I'm in my kitchen at my little trailer, you know, and I'm looking. My kids are playing. And I feel this gut-wrenching, just, oh, I want to cry, but I don't want them to see me cry. So I go in my little room. I sit down on this mattress. There's no box springs. I'm going to cry. And I, I'm going to quit because I feel like I'm always on my phone and I'm never playing with them. I'm doing all the things, but nothing's working. I made like 150 bucks and I'm spending all my time on my phone. Like, what's the problem? And I get on my phone and I'm like, I, I can't, you know, I can't really quit. I don't have any options, but I wanted to. So I'm on my phone. I'm Googling. And that's how I found Ray and Jessica Higdon. Um, it was how to do at home business things. Swear to God, I didn't know the term network marketing, didn't know the term drinks. I didn't know any of that. And I find them and I, and I start following like their free coaching Fridays. I saved up 20 bucks to get in the rank makers. And again, there I'm like, whoa, somebody is giving me directions. Okay, this is, this is it. <laughs> my upline, she had a baby and was suffering from postpartum. So she was out from the moment I started. So I, I didn't have any guidance. So it was just me flailing them in. Just, I mean, flailing in the wind. Imagine that. Uh, so I get in rate makers. I follow directions. And because I am someone who, I'm not too proud to say that without Ray and Jessica Higdon, I wouldn't be here. Without people like Tom, you, he had me on the show before I'd ever made, you know, six figures at all. Like 
because of people like Lisa and them taking me under their wing and showing me, you know, treating me just like them, like a human freaking being, Angel Fletcher, you know, like these people that leave the industry loved on me. Jeff, Jeff's on here. He was on here. He was somewhere. He's one of those people. But Ray and Jess, they they truly set the example for me and I followed it. They had me because I told them what results I was getting. Ray asked me on a live interview on the spot. My jaw went from here to down here. I never flew on a plane. And I was so shocked when he said, do you want to be on a panel on my stage? And I was like, like uh, the footage that I hope it never becomes a get a gif, but the footage, there is footage of just that part. And it's horrible, but it, I keep it because it reminds me of just how insane it was. And from there, that's what snowballed everything. From there, I was today at AMP. That's I met Tom at Ray's event. But then I, I spoke again at Ray's next event, then A&MP, but me and Tom really got to know each other at the A&MP. And uh, from there, Business for Home had me featured in their website, Ted and Danny, I love them so much. Like people like that don't know me. They don't know anything about me. So that's why it's so easy for me to give anybody I can a leg up. The top is lonely if you're by yourself. And so because I was gave this, this, this love for no reason, I'll give it back. And, and and that just ties back to contact mapping. There's there's tons of my friends that are leaders that I would be embarrassed to even anybody really truly, but I would be embarrassed not to remember some of this stuff, but I just my, I just couldn't, you know? So it's, it's helpful for me to be able to just look at my phone and not have to be ashamed that I forgot something or, you know, embarrassed because they've been so good to me. There's just been so many, you know, and I, I'm just, I'm grateful for that. But without, I've, I work for, with Ray and Jesse Aiden now by choice because I want to, because I believe in their mission. I believe in what they're doing. And so I'm, I'm honored to do that. But without them, 100%, I would not be here. And I know that Ray, Ray's a huge advocate for contact mapping. He loves it. And um, promotes it has for a very long time. In fact, that's how I originally, uh, you know, even heard about it. So I think, you know, you follow success leaves clues, that's what they say. And uh, that's exactly what I've done. And I'm not afraid to shout it from the rooftops. That's, that's the thing about me is I like to share it. I want people to know if you follow the people who've already done what you want to do, you'll get there. You and, know? you know, yeah. And when you, everybody's telling you a loser, you're a loser. You really start to believe that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you're just like in that apartment and that accordion door and the drugs and the jail and the shooting. And you just know that there's just no way out until somebody believes in you just a tiny That's bit. It. That's it. And when somebody believes in you just a tiny bit and all of you that are watching this thing, whether you're on drugs, off drugs, on alcohol, off alcohol, in domestic abuse, I don't care what it is. You don't have to stay there. You might be in it, but you aren't in it for life. If you can just get that gift of desperation to say, you know what, I'm coming out of this thing. I'm my husband, the, the heroin's on the counter. No one's at the house. I'm not going to leave the bedroom because I'll do the heroin if I walk in. That's her accordion story. From there to, I'm going to join this business. I need 200 bucks. Adios, kids' toys. I've got to have the money to do this. 
she had the gift of desperation. Gift of desperation, number one, was to quit that garbage drug life. Number two was to change her circumstance and embrace the life raft. Most people get out there in the deep water, then people like us pull you in the life raft and you just lay there. She realized she, <laughs> she realized she had to row and yeah. she's been rowing like a mad woman and pulling people in the life raft with her with people like Lisa Grossman, like Sean Murphy, like Ray and Jeff, like Ray and Jess and Jess and Angel. And, you know, the people that what's been so astounding in this show is as much attention as we've tried to put on her. She keeps deflecting us away to other people that have helped her. That's a tell for you. It works. And the name of the game for you to get bigger and better at this game is to deflect all attention off of you and focus on the success of other people and just get caught in that slipstream because not only will the mentors take you somewhere, so will your organization. And it's a beautiful feeling. And when you get to where she is, you don't feel like a false prophet. I will tell you one thing right now. Michelle Eldridge believes in her core that she earned it and she could do it again if, God forbid, something happened to her company. Right or wrong, sure, Michelle? For sure, I could do it. I know I could do it. You know, Tomorrow. Yeah. Yep, no question. And it's not because, because it wasn't about luck. You know what I mean? I know when Ray asked me that, you know what he said to me? I will never forget it. On the video when he asked me to be on the panel for the first time, because I, all the interview was supposed to be was me saying, you know, I've recruited like 11 people and not, uh, in 45 days and, and stuff like that. It turned into the stage thing. And he asked me or he told me after he asked me, he's like, don't stop working. Don't 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 think you're too cool for school and stop working, because apparently he, he knew. I don't know if he knew he didn't say this, but it sounds like to me that that's what people do. They think they're cool and then they stop and then it, then that's it, you know? Yeah. And so I've never thought I was cool. In fact, part of my message is I'm not, <laughs> I'm not cool and you don't gotta be either. That's my whole thing. And, and that's, that's okay. You know, that's, you don't have to fit a certain mold to, to, to be in here. You're in. You're in, you just have to do it. And and that's what I had to do. I had to remember that what you said, somebody had to believe in me. I needed a little bit of belief. I didn't believe in me, but the first spark, like it was insane what could happen when somebody else believes in you. And that's what my team, like I have the best team ever. It's, it's all women. So it's easier for me to understand them, but you know, for a whole year, I was sick. 2020, I was sick, and it was nothing to do with the pandemic. My liver was bad from what I did to it when I was younger, right? And all of a sudden, it wanted to kill me. And here I am facing, like, literally facing death. And I, I, all I could think was, was a, obviously, I thought about my family and things like that. But as far as my business, I thought, can they make it without me? I need them to make it without me. I, and I kept telling them, if I die tomorrow, I want to make sure, like, they probably got so mad at me because I wouldn't just give them the answers or, or whatever. But I was like, I, I need you to be okay without me. Like, I need you to. And now <laughs> they don't need me at all. Ever. We got to take another break. This is so awesome. Yay. How about all the self-pity you hear in her? 
None. That's got to be you. We'll come back right after this. <laughs> Mackerel. Is this cool enough? And so. this show's flying by. All you clubhouse people, as soon as this thing's uh, over, which is in about 10 minutes, we're going to open up for questions over there also yep. because we can't, you know, you're not yet. I wish you could watch her. And if you do get a chance, just go into Facebook, go to the Network Marketing Leadership Show or Michelle's wall. I'm sure it's getting streamed over there or my wall on Facebook. But I'm going to tell you one thing right now. This is all of it in a bag of chips. And this woman is the epitome of what this profession stands for and she i've never heard about her anything goofy on just selling out her ethics because she's in the same club i'm in away from multi-level marketing where to lose your integrity probably means to use again oh. when yeah and we're not going to do that and you guys can take it to the bank you want to follow you want to hook up uh, the right way with michelle Eldridge, take it away. What that, well, it's a bad term these days. I don't it's know. All it's all good. It's all good. All right. So, Clubhousers, thanks for hanging with us. I just turned hand raising back on. So, if you have a question or you want to say hi to Michelle, we'll bring you on at the end of the show, but you can go ahead and start raising your hands now and we will get some people in here. And I would love it. Michelle is, you know, if you've been here for any amount of time, I'm sure you are blown away. And so ping some people into the room because we're going to get going on asking some questions at the end of the show. And uh, so do that while we're hanging out here. And in that realm, for those of you walking, watching with us on Facebook right now, if you haven't heard about this Clubhouse thing by now, uh, you might be living under a rock. They had Elon Musk on there the other night and they like broke the platform because so many people were trying to be on there. But there's this new social platform called Clubhouse. And actually, Michelle, I'll send you, there's a replay of it. They, re they were able to record it and he was just fire. Uh, I found the, re there's a replay of it. I found it last night. Really? So anyway, so Clubhouse has a million active users and I think it's going to be like two, it was like a week ago and they're like going to be 2 million next week. Like it's go, it's, it's still small in the scheme of social media, but it is growing like a weed yeah. and it is unbelievable. And so it's what, unfortunately you have to have iPad or iPhone, but yes, like I mean, you it's need fun. an iPad it's or an iPhone. And so what I want you to do is if you're on clubhouse already, I want you to go to contactmapping.com slash clubhouse. And if you are not on Clubhouse yet and you want to get on there, I want you to go to contactmapping.com slash Clubhouse. And if you're an Android person and maybe you could buy an iPhone someday, then I want you to go to contactmapping.com slash Clubhouse. Because what we are going to do is we are going to put on a webinar talking about how we have been using this platform to in real time create organic connections on an absolutely unbelievable level. And the deal is that there is, uh, Clubhouse is amazing. It is a total like drinking from a fire hose, trying to figure out what to do, trying to figure out how to spend time effectively on there. And you can spend an absolutely crazy amount of time there if you let yourself. And what we're gonna show you how to do is make the time that you spend on Clubhouse productive time and have you start connecting individually with people in an authentic way that's gonna grow your business. So it's a free webinar. It's on February 11th at 2 p.m. Eastern time. We're not gonna charge for that? It's free, man. 
Okay, well, that means I'm going to give away some Clubhouse invitations to them. <laughs> so contactmapping.com forward slash Clubhouse. Make sure you're there. If you need an invite, mention that in the comments on Facebook, and we'll see if we can help you out there. And so we are coming back. But before we officially come back, are we still missing Michelle, guys? Michelle is frozen. Michelle, can you hear me? Call her on the phone real quick. Okay. Or text her. All right. And we're back. It is Tom Chenault. It is Adrian Chenault and Michelle Eldridge has a little bit of an internet connection problem. So it's you and I talking, which is great because we can talk about her behind her back because <laughs> the woman, I am telling you what, I have watched her now for a couple of years and there is nobody more genuine, more authentic, more absolutely for the people. I just can't believe it. She's making major money now. She's spending some money learning how to really tell her story. I know she is real familiar with Pete Vargas and Pat Quinn. I, one of the reasons I fell in love with them is it was as a result of her testimony toward what they do. So those of you that are thinking about hiring Pete Vargas or Pat Quinn or both of them together, there's a couple of three different programs there, please. Please know that this woman, all that poise wasn't by accident. She picked up a lot from those guys. And I'm just a big, big proponent of getting better at your craft. And if you make network marketing your craft, you're going to hone it. And Adrian and I are really, really good at the feelings side of the equation. We live in that side. I came out of Alcoholics Anonymous. So as a result, I learned a lot about rigor rigorous self-inquiry. I learned a lot about peeling that onion called Tom Chenault. So I wasn't so scared of people and I could get to where I could actually relate to anybody. And it turns out that's exactly what network marketing was all about. And it ended up having me be accidentally a pretty big deal in this space because I just fired my brain and hired my heart. That's what I want all of you to do. And that's what you built your app, contactmapping.com, all about, right? 100% true. And I, I was just thinking about this as you were sharing about Michelle. And Michelle, we were, we've got her back now. So we were just talking about your, you know, how good you have gotten at telling your story. And one of the things about Michelle that I have noticed, I, I have really seen the difference and I really observed it today, is Michelle's story could be told in a way that has you sobbing if she wanted to go there. Yeah. And what I have noticed that you have learned how to do is to not hold anything back, not hold back any of the facts, but you have inserted humor, you have inserted some, you, you tell it differently now in a way that I think is more relatable to people who haven't maybe been where you have been, but can relate to other elements of that story. And I, you know, you've talked, we've, I've heard you talking about this on Clubhouse that you have really learned how to be very conscious about helping people who don't have this crazy dramatic story yeah. to realize that they have a story to tell too, even if it's not as crazy as yours. Yeah. So talk about how you've done that. That's so important to me. It's so important because I have friends. One second, let me here it's so important because i have friends in the industry and all different companies obviously so we talk and and i hear far too often that you know they they feel like well their their story is not relevant because it's not like mine or like so-and-so's and you know it's just not true it's just not true and I was at, actually, I was an AVP, and this is what kind of inspired the whole thing for me to talk about it all the time is 
I was talking to a girl and we were talking about it. She's like, well, I never really had it rough. You know, uh, we, you know, we weren't rich, but we weren't poor. And I'm like, you are most people. And I hate to say like middle class or whatever, but I'm like, middle class were gave nothing for free. You didn't get welfare. You didn't get no food stamps. Your parents bust their butts to make sure you have what you had. That's a story. That is relevant. That is real. That's most people. Yeah. You know, and so she didn't realize that. She didn't, she had no idea because it was her inside. It's easy. It's easier looking from the outside in. Yeah. And so that's, so for me, yes. I've got super good at telling my story in a bazillion different ways. I can add the emotion and, or I can break, I don't, I know that I can break hearts with it. And, and I don't want to, I don't, I want you to be able to, I want you to be inspired to do not to feel bad for me or clap for me. I don't need a clap. I need you to, to be inspired enough by me to move. The claps aren't anything for me. It's, it's about the person, you know? And so, yes, if I go there, I can, we'll go, but it's, (laughs) uh, you know, I have learned a lot from Pat and Pete. Yes. I, I, I was catching it as I was frozen, a little piece of what you were saying and they're geniuses and, and Pat especially helped me, you know, I was in a room with people with everyday stories everyday stories and I was envious so it's a two-way street in that the people with the rough stories wish they were normal because more people are normal than like me and then the people that aren't like me are like oh I wish I was like you you know so stop comparing yourself if I have to say it again I will (laughs) (laughs) you are your gift you are the gift you are the gift being you is the gift the world, your people, they need you. I say this all the time. It's probably my staple statement, but your energy is a gift. Nobody else has it. Nobody else is you. And without it, with you trying to alter it or whatever, you know, it really hurt. It hurts the people that you're supposed to be showing up for. And that's what it's about. Right. So, you know, that's why I do it for sure. Meanwhile, my wife is watching the show and crying. Darn it! I still haven't got to meet Denise. I'm so upset. Well, so upset. She's the greatest, and you are. I mean, what you did for us today is unbelievable. The show is going to continue on, so whatever you do, don't hang up. But it is unbelievable having the great Michelle Eldridge here. We'll see you all next week on the Network Marketing Leadership Show. Thank you so much for listening to the show. You can get a lot more content like this going to contactmapping.com.